Hello and welcome back to Upilile, the podcast. Here to serve your emotional wellness is Uzama Wutlemolefe, but my family calls me Uzama. And I guess we are at that point in the Upilile community where we can declare ourselves as a family. So in order to grow this family, please make sure that you're subscribed and show some love to the different conversations by leaving a like or a comment. But most importantly, share Upilile as a gift to those you love and desire a healthy emotional well-being for. Because my belief is that the various factors that influence us internally, whether it is our upbringing, family dynamics, or environmental factors, they trickle into how we show up in the various areas of our life. So this platform is purpose to provide a space where we have the uncommon conversation, allowing you to feel seen in your set of circumstances. And I have the pleasure of serving you in conversation because my favorite form of art is the art of conversation and hopefully leading you to an introspection so that you have a chance to show up as your most healed and authentic self in the environments of your calling. My desire is for you to live, fully live, so enjoy this conversation i'm back in with a brand new podcast conversation on opinion the podcast i hope you guys are doing good as we come to the year end if you do not mind you can just comment down below how it is you're doing how the year has treated you or if not you can slide straight to my dms at zamogushemolefe on ig yeah zamogushemolefe it's all one thing on ig i would love to hear from you guys and i'd love to hear how it is that you're treating you, how you've been coping, and maybe what it is you're looking forward to doing next year. Well, today I'm at a nine, and I'm excited about that because as I was sharing with regards to my sensitivity journey, a part of it looks like enabling myself to feel um, emotions intensely, right? Instead of always numbing out my emotions, and numbing out my emotions just kind of looks like my emotions always being between a five and a seven and a half or eight at best, right? So if I'm super thrilled or super happy about a thing, it's an eight. <laughs> if I'm super sad or whatever it is about a thing, it's a five. And I never feel the emotions of a 10 or feel the emotions of like a two. So I'm working on that. So today I'm at a nine. And you might ask yourself, Zama, what puts you at a nine today? Well, as I'm yet to share with you guys, I am stepping out of one season into another season and you guys know it's been rough. <laughs> it has been a very rough year and a huge part of going through particular seasons, not even a rough year, it's been a rough season because it, looks, it has expanded over a year, um, over a couple of years at that. And a huge part of going through tough seasons um, involves going through certain areas of them in solitude right and I'm stepping out of that season and I have been with or engaging with my friends and being able to see them and spend time with them and enjoy them and I've seen two of my closest friends over the past two weeks I'm seeing another close friend next week so Jay I'm a happy hun I am a happy hun I feel like my love tank has really been filled, you know, um, getting to actually really engage with people outside of your emotions, engage with people and just, oh my gosh, just engage with them where it's not they are constantly concerned about you or constantly concerned about what you're going through. 
and you can actually show up for them and be there for them. Not saying that I wasn't able to be there for them, but I know Wuti with certain things that have reservations because they're also trying to protect my emotions and, 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 and. So I'm grateful to be in the space where my friends don't have to feel like that to protect me because I've been in this particular space for a while now. So I'm glad about that. And it's really filling my love tank. And I'm a happy hun. I am a happy hun. And I'm absolutely looking forward to the upcoming weekend. So it's great. It's great. Oh, I'm actually seeing two friends in the upcoming weekend. So I'm just happy. I really am. But let us get into today's conversation. And today's conversation is going to be a continuation of two episodes I did last year. The first episode was is is um what was it is closure a prerequisite for forgiveness yes something of that nature i don't really remember quite well (laughs) is closure a prerequisite for forgiveness yes and in that episode we were unpacking how certain individuals have this mindset of if this person has not said i'm sorry And if this person has not come clear to me, I'm not moving from the spot. And the effects of that, the fact that when you don't allow yourself to forgive and to move on from things, you know, you step into the next relationship or the next friendship or the next connection with parts of yourself reserved because they've been hurt before and that hurt has not been forgiven or cleared, right? And we were speaking about that and... Sashera and Sashera with regards to closure. If you have not checked that episode out, please, please, please do. I think it's a good one. And then after that one, um, it was the price of forgiveness. So the price that an individual pays for forgiveness, right? Because we know that when a person has apologized and I have forgiven them, it might be the end of that for them, but it's only the beginning phase for me who has received the apology. So it is accompanied by healing. It's accompanied by addressing certain things. It's accompanied by grieving certain things or expectations, right? And we shared about that. And today, we are going to share about the actual process of apologizing. (laughs) And let us just say it has taken me a while to get to this phase. It's taken me a long time while to get to this space but I think I'm slightly equipped um to share about what I'm going to be sharing today because it's something that I practice and it's something that I've really wrapped my head around now I'm not an apologizing master I am definitely not but I think the couple of tips that I have today will serve you very well as an individual Right? So, what is an apology? Well, according to the Zama Dictionary, it is the verbal expression. The verbal expression of regret. The verbal expression of ugusola. Um, or recognizing the fact that I've stepped on someone's toes. So, it's the verbal expression slash recognition or plus recognition of me stepping on someone else's toes right right and I think it is a powerful tool that enables reconciliation in relationships and it enables restoration in relationships 
and it enables the building of trust, right? Because every single time you step on someone's toes and you don't apologize or you don't recognize it or you don't acknowledge it or you don't express remorse or regret for it, for whatever it is that you've stepped on them, a little trust ch is chipped away. And outside of just the little trust as well, I think or I believe that it becomes less a safer space for the person who has been hurt. So for instance, as I was saying that when you've stepped on someone's toes, so for instance, if a person is walking somewhere um, and you literally step on their toes um, or they were at a concert and someone stepped on their toes there, they know or they have that mental note, okay, for the next concert that I'm going for, I'm going to be wearing shoes, right? And because they don't want to experience that pain again. And okay, let's say they come with closed shoes so to avoid people stepping on their toes. And maybe at that time, it's like a pump. <laughs> Anyone who knows girls pump, you know that a pump material is not like the world's strongest material, right? And they go to that next concert and then someone steps on their toes again. And this time it might hurt less but you still feel the effects of it. And they make that mental note. Which, okay, the next time I go to a concert, I might try out wearing some boots, right? Because boots have thicker material, stronger material, or whatever it is, so I can stop myself from getting hurt. And they go to that next concert, and then someone steps on their toes again, and they decide, oh, no, actually, I'm going to start wearing, like, chunky sneakers, Right? so as to avoid the pain of someone stepping on my toes. And maybe when um, they're wearing those chunky sneakers, if someone steps on their toes, they no longer feel it because they've protected themselves enough, right, to avoid that situation over and over again. And I take that analogy and I put it into our relationships as well, that when someone steps on your toes and negates to make or negates to acknowledge it, a person will put that pump over their heart and they know, okay, next time I interact with Uzama or next time I interact with so-and-so, I'm not going to share that part of myself or I'm going to share that part of myself with reservation. So now they know that when they're speaking to you next time, they, start, they need to start choosing their words carefully, you know, and then you do something else that offends them with regards to that situation. Now they know they're not going to talk to you about the situation at all because time and time again they are losing that essence of feeling safe around you which is then what makes apologies and changed behavior a very important conversation or a very important thing to do right um apologizing comes in three parts and one of the parts is acknowledgement the second is acceptance and the third is amends so speaking about myself and this conversation of apologizing, I have got a cocktail <laughs> of character traits that make apologizing very hard for me. And one of them is that I am very logical. I am very, very logical. And I've got quite a reasoning capacity. So I can reason things out very well. And I can look at things very logically. And... 
it took me a while to get to a space where I felt like I could comfortably apologize or apologize meaning it because when I would apologize to people, I would logically reason in my head, would say, you know, if you weren't so soft or if you weren't so sensitive, you know, that actually wouldn't have hurt you because, I mean, that's actually not that hurtful, <laughs> right? Which is horrible. It is horrible. And I was very selfish uh, when it came to apologies because sometimes if you have pride in your heart, you think apologizing says something about you to people, right? So you think it takes away something from you to people, whether it is it shows that you're weak or it shows that your viewpoint was wrong or it it is you allowing someone else to be right or whatever it is. Like I just had a very toxic uh, mind frame when it came to apologizing because I was selfish with it and I kind of thought it said something about me instead of making it about the person that I'm in relationship with. And I can't tell you when it changed, you know, um, because for a long time, it felt like every single apology, something was being chipped away or chipped off of me and it didn't feel all the way that good. And as I continued um, walking through a life journey, I can't tell you what moment it was or who said something that changed my mind or who said something that showed me a different perspective. But I finally, 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 finally realized apologizing isn't about me. <laughs> like legit, apologizing is not about me. Yes, I am the one who's delivering the words, but in essence, it is not about me. It is not about how valid my points were in the argument. It is not about how right I think my tone was. It is not about what my opinion is about the person who was receiving the information. So whether I think they're overly sensitive or they have a high spirit of offense or whatever it is, it is just not about me. It is not about me and for a long time as I said my apologies would include words like oh you know um, I'm sorry that you feel that way <laughs> and as I said I'm not a connoisseur for apologizing I'm still working my way through it but I know that my heart posture at that time was of you could have chosen a better response you know um, you kind of noted that that wasn't that deep. And my heart posture was of minimizing the individual's feelings in essence. And as I was saying that when you realize it's not about you, you, you realize that you don't get to determine how people receive what it is that you're saying, right? You don't get to determine how people perceive things because I think we spoke about it in the listening episode. Uti, there are things and obstacles that affect how people hear you, you know. But at the end of the day, when I'm saying something, I can't control those obstacles. I can't control how people hear me. I can't control their perspective of what it is that I'm saying. But when you're dealing with people and you love people, we spoke about being about people and loving people yesterday. 
when you are dealing with people and when you're dealing with relationships, it is important or it comes with the responsibility of being sensitive. It comes with the responsibility of being gentle. It comes with the responsibility of understanding. You know, I want to leave this person better off than how I found them. And if I want to leave them better off and I love them, if I have said something and it has not sat well with it or they haven't received it in a way that I had intended it, I have a tool that I can use to restore safety, to restore trust, and to restore the relationship on the right track. And that tool is apologizing. You know, I, like, guys, yes, <laughs> when you get it, it's so simple. It is not about you. And when I got it, I was like, oh, because for the longest time, as I said, I just kept thinking it was about me. It, it, it meant that I was saying that I'm wrong or my perspective was wrong or no, it's not about that. It's not about that at all. I have the tool to restore safety, trust, and my relationships on the right track. And it doesn't take much. So I just wanted to share a couple of tips with you guys with regards to apologizing. And one of them is practice apologizing for the small things. Practice apologizing for the small things. So you don't wait until you have done something massive in a relationship, in a friendship, in a family relationship for you to apologize. You know, when you work on your pride by apologizing for the small things, apologizing for the big things, I'm telling you, it's not that hard. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you may think, oh, okay, you know, when I'm obviously wrong and I'm obviously just, I've obviously done this horrible thing, then I'll apologize. But sometimes those little apologies for things or small things that are unsaid really are the things that become a huge thing. So you find, I'll, I'll use marriage for example because I watch a whole lot of marriage content. You'll find a person 20 years in and they're in this space and they want to give up on their marriage. And someone asks them, you know, what is it? Like what did this person do? And they cannot point to one single major incident. But it is every single time they were dishonored. It's in every single time the trust was chipped away. It is in every single time they didn't feel safe. It is in every single time that, because, you know, you might think it's a small thing. So, oh man, it's like a one degree problem. But a one degree shift every single year for 20 years? you guys are now on a completely different course, you know? So I think it is so important that you learn to apologize for the small things. I think this is also a very valuable one for parents as well. You know, it is so important that you apologize for the small thing. Apologize, apologize. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry, you know, for hurting your feelings. I'm so sorry for, um, doing that I thought this was what you meant and I must have been wrong in how I heard it 
my apologies. Just apologize, guys. And I think starting with small things is the best way to start. And then secondly, um, apologizing. Also, um, secondly, is the recognition that apologizing is also not just for the things you've done, but the things that you have not done. <laughs> so when you miss the mark somewhere and you did not do something. Now, yes, um, we may have the conversation about expectations all day long. But the truth of the matter is expectations are a part of life and a part of relationship. Right. It's something in as much as we may um, try to minimize expectations, but no one can walk completely outside of expectations in terms of relationships so we can manage expectations but no one can i i I believe but i mean obviously you guys can debate me on this one i'm open (laughs) but i think with any relationship that you value we are born um there's a way in which things are done that leads that relationship to be one that is important to you and that one that is valuable to you and as the tone for the relationship is set and as you teach a person okay this is actually how I show up for you in our friendship this is how I show up for you in our family relationship those expectations (laughs) because I think now if a person has expectations off of you based on things they've seen on Instagram, things they've seen on social media, things they've seen, wherever it is, that's a problem. But when a person has expectations of you based on your past behavior, guys, yeah, we can't eliminate expectations. But anyways, so also apologizing for the things that have not been done so expectations that might have not been met right so it's important to also acknowledge those in your apologizing right in your restoring trust so for instance you forget someone's birthday and you had remembered it every single year you don't say oh but like i mean didn't i wish you happy birthday then like the last five years this morning now forgiveness for forgetfulness and all of a sudden you're upset no <laughs> you apologize hey um i'm sorry you know i got caught up with work and i got caught up and my brain was just all over the place i know that our relationship is way more valuable than work or any other thing i will make sure that next year i prioritize it better by setting an alarm or doing whatever it is to ensure that this does not repeat itself right i'd love to make up like make make it up to you or make up for it by doing a b c and d apology it's not that hard right um i also think understanding the correct way in which to apologize so i'm not saying there's a correct format because i don't know the format yet i just i i wing it (laughs) right but just in the sense of knowing if this is an apology worth delivering over the phone if this is an apology worth delivering live, where exactly should we address this matter, right? Being sensitive to such things would, okay, you know, uh, this one is a little big-ish. So let me wait until I see this person live and then I'll address it and then I'll, I can apologize properly. You know, because sometimes when you 
take big things and you just send, shoot a text or shoot a voice note, that might be further upsetting because then the person feels like you don't understand the weight of what it is that you did. So always understanding the way in which you need to deliver that apology, right? And as I was saying, apologies don't need to make sense to you. I think that's a big one. Apologies do not need to make sense to you. Apologies don't need to make sense to you. When a person has been vulnerable enough to say, Zama, this hurt me. That's all you must need. When you're in a relationship with a person, now this is a relationship of any nature, and you've built this relationship, they should have the card to say, Zama, this has hurt me without having to debate about it with you. Right? They should have the card and the ability to feel safe enough to say, Lendele Ingli Mazil, without having to prove 10 points or argue their point or present to you a PowerPoint presentation of why it is that it hurt them. When it hurts them, it hurts them. And that's just that. And yours is to apologize. And for me, as I said earlier on, I used to think it used to say something about me, but she just realized it's not about me. It's about them and how they felt. And they are saying this did not make them feel good. And that's all I must need in my relationships to want to make it better, right? That's it. Just, I'm sorry um, for how I made you feel. That was not my intention. Um, and sometimes that's all they need. Now, if maybe they want to ask you, but like, why did you do what you did? You know, then maybe you can you can respond with your mind frame. Um, this is where I was at. This is what I thought. And, and, and. Because sometimes... When you deliver your mind frame, it can sound like defensiveness. And, oh, ish, you weren't just going to deliver the apology. You know, when you want to justify it on your side, I think if the platform is presented and whoever it is wants to understand where were you coming from when you made that decision, then you go ahead and you share. And, hey, actually, this is what had informed this and this is what had informed that. But I feel and I believe that if a person is valuable to you, even if they're not, if a person is valuable to you, and then obviously as you grow in the step, they don't have to be valuable to you, for you to get this. They must be able to say, Zama, you hurt me without having to have 10 points to explain to you and make you understand and convince you why it is that they're hurt. You should be able to say, you're valuable to me. And if you say I've hurt you, even if I know that was not my intent, I apologize. And I am sorry. And I think the last point that I actually wanted to share, um, in as much as in my definition, I said apologies are the verbal expression of regret or the verbal expression and acknowledgement of having stepped on someone's toes. I think it is also very important uh, to understand and have grace when people are apologizing to you as well. You know, I had a problem with this for the longest time, which is the fact that most of our parents won't verbally apologize. <laughs> like these people will not verbally apologize. And I'm just like, just say it. You know, 
But having the grace to understand that apologies also aren't a uniform thing. You know, if you know you're working with a person who still is working on parts of their heart and parts of their sensitivity and parts of their communication, and you see in their action, this person is remorseful, this person is trying to do right by me, this person is looking like someone who is grieved and they're attempting to apologize, I must have the grace to be able to receive that apology even if it looks different. So just having that grace, if it looks different, right? If this person is actively trying to do something that expresses their regret, I must have the grace to accept it. Now, ideally, everyone gets to that point where they're able to say it and then have it followed by changed behavior and changed actions. But if they aren't in that space emotionally or they don't have that capacity as yet to verbally express it, but you can tell that this person desires to rebuild the trust, desires to be right with me, desires to put this relationship back on track. Allow the grace to accept that apology that might look slightly different. And that's it for me today. I hope you guys have taken something away from that. I hope it enables you to show up better in your relationships, show up better um, in your different life callings. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. Peace be unto you.